Attention Cloud9 shoppers. Hello and welcome back to The Break Room, a Superstore fan podcast. My name is Jordan Wiegand and I have our co-host Casey McGeorge. How's it going everybody? It's going good. We're in the rhythm of the season now on our second uh, recap here. We're going to be recapping episode two of season five called Testimonials, directed by Matt Sun, I guess, S-O-H-N, and written by Bridget Kyle and Vicky Liu. All righty. Amy attempts to gather glowing character testimony from Mateo's immigration lawyer, but comes up short. Jonah plans an engagement party for Sandra, infuriating Dina, while Glenn and Marcus compete for Mateo's old locker. Uh, initial thoughts? Uh, I was very, again, on and off with this episode. Uh, I did not care for the Sandra storyline, which we'll get to why later. But I, I enjoyed the uh, the locker issue and uh, Amy trying to get, you know... The, the lawyer uh, stuff going on. But I wasn't a big fan of the, the bridal shower storyline, and I'll get to that later. But go ahead. What were your initial thoughts? Uh, I think I'm, I'm with you on the, the Sandra storyline. I think I may... We haven't talked about this yet. I think I may be having the same thoughts as you on that one. Um, it, it was an okay episode. Uh, mm-hmm. Not necessarily saying... The first couple episodes have been bad, but they really haven't hit me as far as, uh, they haven't been great, I guess right, is the best right. way to put it. Um, all right, so let's, let's, let's do the Mateo locker one. That seems like the, the quickest, let's go over Mateo's locker. Yeah. Um, that seems like one of the quicker ones to deal with. Um. So Cheyenne is kind of accepting the fact that uh, Mateo's not going to be able to work there anymore, um, which is good. I, I mean, I know stuff like that takes a while, so I'm assuming she's probably been back a few more times to visit him. Mm-hmm. And she understands that, yeah, even if he, even if he's released from detention, he's not going to be able to work there again. So she's cleaning out his locker. I don't know why that responsibility falls to her, but whatever. Um she may have asked. She may have asked just because it's his stuff and it's and it's they're really good friends. Or maybe, uh, maybe Amy was like, since you're really good friends, you can go through all of his personal stuff, you know, type of thing. Um, we find out Glenn is on his last 100 knee bends. Yes. <laughs> um, and he just Poor used Glenn. two of them. Yes. Down to 98. <laughs> and, and well, he's got a one-year-old kid, man. Like. That's, right. not, that's not good for someone who's got a one-year-old. Like, I don't even have kids, and I can tell you, being down to your last 100 knee bends is not going to end well for you. No. Um, you, you can use those up in about a week, and, and you'll have nothing left. Um, we find out Marcus is living with uh, Mateo, Mateo's family, and this kind of answered my question from last yes, week. Yes, it did. I, I thought of it as soon as they said um, it, yes. That, yeah, so Mateo's living with his aunt, which we we will get to that whole situation. Um, and Marcus is using his underwear. I, I, yes. I don't know about this, dude. Just makes sense. 
Yeah, it all makes sense. <laughs> um, so Cheyenne devises some sort of elaborate Olympics or whatever to uh, to get Mateo's locker because it's next to her, so they're going to have to talk to her. And we find out he all his teeth are fake, and he had a belly full of spiders, and he gets to keep the spiders. And how, how is this dude alive? And and what, they thought he would try to learn sign language if they didn't? <laughs> If he wasn't didn't speak to him till he was five. Yes, and it didn't work. <laughs> oh my god! How, how is this guy alive? Like the mystery that is Marcus. Um, he put a Snickers bar in whatever drink he bought. Cheyenne. Mm-hmm. Um, Glenn decided he was gonna run out and grab Disney World or Disneyland tickets or whatever. Yes. Yep. Um, but Marcus doesn't even know where to get a credit card at. <laughs> yeah, which I thought he said he had one before. I know you had a bunch of stuff. So anyway, whatever. Um, and then uh, Garrett brings up the the whole thing. You, you know, you don't have the power to sign lockers. Just, yeah, I just want free stuff. Mateo would be proud. Yes, he would. <laughs> that, that that may have been the best part of the whole episode right there. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, Glenn, Glenn really Glenn's not long for this world if he's only got 100 knee bends or 98 knee bends left. Um, so he has to get some replacements, I guess. Get some fake knee, fake knees. I, I I don't know. Is, is is there anything else really to say about this uh, the C plot here of the story? Uh, probably not. I did like that when Glenn said he ate a pencil because he thought it was chocolate. That made Cheyenne stop and listen. I, I think this was probably the funniest of the three yeah, uh, yeah. plots. Um, yeah, so that's really about it, I guess. Um, let's get to let's get to Dina and Sandra. Yes. Um, it's not just me, because I've seen it a lot on the subreddit. It seems Dean is kind of going back to, like, season one, and she's just getting real mean, like, and it's starting yeah. to turn me off of her character. Yes. This is my problem with it. Jonah wants to throw Sandra a party because Dina won't, but Dina doesn't want him to throw a party just because it'll make her look bad. And she doesn't want to do it because it's not on some list she read online. It's just, yeah. if, if Jonah wants to do it, just let him do it. Like, it, it's maddening that she doesn't want Sandra to have something that a a bride would usually have uh, 99% of the time. Just because she doesn't want to be the one to throw it, and just because she doesn't want to look bad because somebody else throws it. And because she's found some weird, obscure list that said it's not part of the maid of honor's duties. And the thing is, too, Sandra doesn't care. Sandra doesn't think it looks de- makes Dina look bad from the whole way she's reacting to everything. She was totally fine with even the, the one Jonah threw in the warehouse. You oh, know? my God, where she was like, this is better than I could have expected. And this is and Jerry's first Jonah's, party. <laughs> the look on Jonah's face was just like, are you serious? Like, Right. It just makes me feel so bad for Sandra and the fact that she always... When it comes to Sandra, Dina just continues to act this way. And, and I, I think part of it is the writing of the show is thinking, 
well, this has worked in the last four seasons, Dina being cold-hearted to Sandra, but it, it's got to give at some point, not fully. Maybe she can still give her some, you know, shtick every so often, but being this mean and going out of the way, and then making Jonah eat the cake, too, I mean... Again, that has nothing to do with Dina. Just just walk away, you know? I, I don't want these characters to become so cynical and mean to each other. Like, most shows start to go around this time frame in the in the series. See, and, and like I said, this was... She, she looks like she's going back to, like, season one. Like, we had talked before that... Right, she had a Over growth. the last couple of years, her, yeah, her character had grown, and she had changed a little bit. She still had some of those same characteristics especially when it came to Sandra, but overall she had kind of softened um, and everything a little bit. Maybe the only thing I can think of is maybe just because of she doesn't, uh, maybe her lack of birds is still kind of having an effect on her um, because they're all gone. She's obviously never going to see him again or get him back. And that's kind of making her lash out in general. Um, But and, and I get it. She's always had kind of that thing with Sandra, but it seems like it's just going way too far for me. Right, right. Um, yeah, like the slapping the cake out of her hand and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean all of that, and and it, like I said, it seems to be a weak point with with Sandra throughout the run of the show. Even last year, she was very cold-hearted to her. At, you know, like with the whole. Remember when she's out on maternity leave and she has to carry around the iPad the whole time. Um, but this is something that's big for Sandra. She's getting married, and it seems like nobody cares. I get that nobody really cares about Sandra that much. When you, you know, that's kind of part of the joke. But nobody, when we get to the end, too, I mean, it was a nice surprise that Mateo is out, and Sandra's fine with her party becoming that. But I just feel bad. She never gets anything when it comes to... You know, when it comes to her and nobody she comes out ever on top care. in any way. Yeah. Right. She never comes and, out on top. It just. And, and she does in the case of against Carol and with Jerry. But when it comes to the larger store, yeah, she never ends up on top. Nobody seems to care about her. Uh, I don't want this to become a Meg situation in Family Guy where the punchline is always everybody hates Meg. Everybody hates Sandra. You know. Because that's already kind of a punchline with Justine when you look at it, too. Whenever she makes a joke, everybody's just like, uh, really? You know? Um, so I, I don't want us to have too many characters where, where that's the case. Because I just worry that we'll get too mean over the... If for this no, is, you know, For no reason, yeah. For no reason, right. So, side, uh, side point. Um, you know, Mila Kunis has said that that's the number one thing that people say to her while walking down the street. She'll just be walking somewhere in the middle of a store doing whatever, and someone will just yell, shut up, Meg, to her. Right, right. Yeah, I think I've seen that before. Which, I'm sure she... I don't know if she's fine with it or not. I'm sure she is. She's still doing the show. But it's just... I, I, I'm sure I, it's gotten old at this point, too. Yes, exactly. It's And Sandra... This has been Sandra's thing for... I know she's just now a series regular as of this year, but over the course from season one to now, or whenever she first entered the scene, that's been kind of the punchline, especially when it comes to her and Dina. And 
uh, something's got to give at some point. It's got to move on or evolve at some point. I I think Dean uh Sandra got to get something over on Dina, which we have really yet to see because she still thinks of her as like her best friend, you know? The only thing close was when she he left she left Dina hanging uh during the maternity shoot. Yeah, but I don't even know if that was intentional, right? She just heard about a party and went to it, right? I, I don't even think she Oh no, she you could tell by Oh, when she walked she by, says, right? Yeah, when yeah. she walked by. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And she yeah. left her actually hanging up in the in there. That that's yeah. the, that was like such one time. time. Right. <laughs> um good thing though is we get to see Jerry and Jerry apparently made a new best friend. Oh yeah, buddy. You know it. <laughs> and the, that whole thing was kind of so awkward, but so funny uh, with him just because he said, hey, nice to see you. Yes. And I, I don't know what to think or say about Jerry. Like his yeah. character. Very is plain. So, but yeah, Vanilla might be the best way, but his character is so perfect with Sandra like mm-hmm. I've always said that is the greatest love story I've ever seen and then just this simple thing like sitting in front of Marcus and I'm enjoying this friendship we really have right and then we find out that he asked him to be his best man uh okay sure and which then, just goes uh, to show he has like no other friends right he's got like nobody those two are perfect for each other yes uh, and what was it Marcus asked Jonah at the end if, if he can go to Dollywood with him for Jerry's bachelor party? Yes. Now, yeah, I guess that's what he, right, there, so he's throwing this bachelor party at Dollywood, I guess, for him. And, uh, he's asking, uh, Jonah to go too. Oh, man, I, I kind of want to see that. We, I, I need more of that. I need more of that interaction. I need more yeah. of Marcus and Jerry. Like, that, that That was definitely a highlight from this episode. You mean, uh, uh, what's his name? Garrett, right? Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know why I said Marcus. You said Marcus. <laughs> I, I need more of Garrett and Jerry there. Those two are awesome. Oh, God, can you imagine Marcus and Jerry together? Uh, that'd be even crazier. Uh, I would just love to see. He probably wouldn't even really react to anything Marcus is saying that's really odd. He'll just be like, nice. Good. Okay. <laughs> Any Anything else about this uh, this portion of the... Um, I, I have to give a champ shout-out to Jonah for actually eating the cake, even though I think that was unfair to do that. Uh hence why he doesn't want the cake later when they're in the warehouse. Um, I do like that we see Eugene again. I actually had to look this up because I don't remember this guy. Who is Eugene? So he's the one that first, we first see him in this episode with uh, Amy comes up to him while he's talking to the lawyer. And he says about, he's giving some sort of story. And he's a very overly enthusiastic guy. And then she says, you know, like, hey, why don't you go do this thing? And he goes and does that thing. But then later in the uh, the shower that's in the warehouse, um, he's the one who's, like, speaking about, like, so when's the wedding or where's the wedding or whatever, and then Jonah has to, like, shut him up because um, he doesn't want, um, doesn't want her to hear. 
but he was in season two, I think like three three or four times. I had to look this up because I, I thought maybe he was new, but it's been a while. He was in Tornado. He was in an episode where they have new hires, I think, and they try to see which ones will quit first. Dina makes him clean the floor with a sponge, but it's the parking lot. Um and stuff like that. He's very enthusiastic at doing his job. He's like a seasonal temp or part-timer. I I honestly don't remember uh I I really don't remember that character at all, but I know on the subreddit like a couple people were saying the same thing like the return of this guy and I was like, "Who?" Yeah, he doesn't make I guess he doesn't have a this is only, like, his fifth time showing up, I think, which is crazy out of five seasons. That took him from season two to show up again. But, um, I don't know, maybe this other, maybe this actor had other stuff going on, or they were just like, you know who we haven't used in a while? Eugene, let's throw him in there. Um, but yeah, it was just good to see him back during that storyline. Uh, I just thought he was funny by himself, not, like, based off of season two, and then I had to look him up. And I was like, oh, yeah, he was in the show before, and I remember this episode with the, you know, new hires or whatever. Um, but that's all I really got to say about that one. This was my least favorite of the storylines. The next one does make me angry a little bit at certain parts, but um, I'm good to move on. All right. So Amy, Amy is taking on a huge role here. Not only is she the manager of the store, not only does she have a one-year-old and a teenager, not only does she have a... a a budgeting, a, a building relationship with Jonah. She's trying to help Mateo get out of lockup um, in a bond hearing until his deportation thing can be decided. So she's working with his lawyer, and they need character testimony. And it's Mateo. So, yeah. The character testimony is not going well. Right. Um, yeah, kind of what we thought. Right? This is kind of what we thought last week. Uh, that people would have a tough time saying nice things about him. Now, I didn't realize some of them would think that they are saying nice things about him. And are not. Uh, I, like, figured, I, fig- I figured Cheyenne would, if anybody. She didn't yes. seem that bright. But it wasn't her. No, it was just um, Teen with the uh, Slut Squad. And, yeah. uh, uh Whoever the, that, that one guy was, where he talked about the, uh, the thing that fell on him. And he was trying to get it off, and Mateo was just standing there Yes, laughing. that's Eugene. That's Eugene, yep. Yeah. Uh, Glenn getting anxiety over not wanting to lie. Um, yeah, you know what this reminds me of? That right, reminds me of him trying to think of another name other than... Glenn. Uh, <laughs> yeah, other than Glenn or whatever, when he's... Uh, during last season at the... Um, wasn't it last season? It was the it one... It might have been the season before. It may have... Yeah, I think it was the one right before the... Um, right before the sex tape happened. Yeah, so it was probably season three. Okay, so let's back up. So uh, she goes, talks to him. You know, she tells him he's a great worker, blah, blah, blah. But then finds out that that's really not going to work. The guy rattles off a list of, like, I got an Olympic athlete. Like, right. he rattles off this huge list of very impressive things. And he's like, yeah, you, heard, you saying he's a, a great worker at Cloud9 is, is not going to work. He's not going to be able to get out. 
Right. So she has to she has to go back to the team. Um, we find out from Shia that Mateo gives no Fs. Saeed acknowledges that hey, it's not just the yeah. To he Mateo. gives no Fs. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we get a great montage. Uh, Garrett decides to tell the the and gets caught in trying to tell the synopsis of Sister Act Two back in the act. Yes. <laughs> Are you giving me the plot of Sister Act 2? What a call out, though, that this guy has seen Sister Act 2. Um, and he can recall it off the top yes. of his head. Like <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, we get that. We get Glenn with his anxiety showing up because he doesn't want to he doesn't want to lie. Uh, that's where we get the Justine give that because uh, apparently he said yeah. he was going to give her his liver to her. And then that's when give that vino to me, Justine. Get out. Okay. And the one thing I will like, I do, uh, I will say I like about that is she kind of acknowledges now that like she says horrible things and people don't really want her around. So yeah. As soon as, yeah. As soon as Amy was like, get out. She's like, yeah, okay. I've, I've used up my time. Thank you. Um, yeah, friend of the show, Kelly Schumann. Yeah. Apparently, Amy is a murderer because Cheyenne says he was a witness to a murder, and she can't say anything because the murderer is still in the room while there's only three people in the room. Twist, it was actually the, the lawyer. <laughs> um, so let's go back to Marcus real quick. We're living with Mateo's aunt. Yes. Um, like I said, we find out that kind of answered my question from last week of how Mateo of how he had a place. Really yeah, not. yeah. Um, okay, I know Mateo is not is only going off of what she is told, right? Mm-hmm. And this is coming back from what Mateo is telling her. Damn it, I hate Mateo. Like, really, everything is Amy's fault, and Amy yeah, can never is, do anything is... right. And then, like. And he's she's the reason he got caught? Really? Yeah, that's not even close to what happened in the finale. And he gave himself up, for one. But, um... I, I don't know. It, it just... This is another part that, that kind of upset me. Just because it's... I, I, just being mean again for no reason. And Mateo just saying these mean, awful things about Amy... Uh, to his aunt. And... Of course she's going to believe it because she's going off of what she's being told, right? She's not... Um, yeah, she doesn't know any better. Right, she doesn't... She never met them. Like, and like I said, Annie's got so much going on, and she's doing this out of the kindness of her heart, and now everything's her fault. At that point, I would have been like, you know what? You guys are on your own. I'm going to kick rocks and go over here and do my job. Um, his aunt's a sweet lady, though. Brought Marcus lunch. Um... Because he, he would forget to eat. Yeah. Um, probably because he's not used to eating, so, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, we, they talk about, uh, Marty says, well, why don't, you know, I'll just marry him. And then that's when they do bring up the realistic fact that uh, that would only work if he was in the country legally on a visa as it was, and he wasn't, so we won't be able to marry him. Um, and eventually the lawyer just gives up. He's like, look, I'm out of time. Like, I got other stuff to do. Um, after Jeff decides to waste like 20 minutes telling a story about driving a car and, and driving the CEO's wife. Yeah, he got to listen to whatever radio station he wanted. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and 
whatever song and group or whatever, and that's when the guy finally like was like, "Oh, okay, Pompeii by it. Bastille." Yes, I, I have no clue who or what that is. I think um, you would know it if you heard it, just because it was it's been played a lot on other stuff too. You, you, you would probably know at least a portion of it, but. And then uh, even even Jeff goes in. Well, this is your fault. And really, really. Of all well, people, he, Jeff. Yeah, Jeff made me so mad in this. This is why I still think he has to be redeeming himself because he was ready to just leave Mateo in there when he knows the truth. Okay. Yeah. So then um, they bring up the fact that Ice did the raid because of the union, which catches the lawyers attention and he's like wait a minute you know that's illegal they're not supposed to use ice during labor dispute you know if we can get some sort of proof then Mateo can be you know the judge will be able to set Mateo free so they try and call up corporate um which I don't know where Jeff keeps getting these weird obscure facts about people like uh her dad just died don't mention that okay yeah. I, I don't think uh, yeah, that's not something I would mention. How's your dad doing? Like, yeah, oh, yeah just don't tell me that, and I wouldn't have said anything. It it wouldn't even be on my mind. You know, it's not something I would think of. Um, which you can definitely tell though when Amy was talking to whatever secretary. Like, the secretary knew that there was that they Cloud Nine did something that was probably illegal and wrong. When she's like, "Oh, I can't talk about this," and then hangs up. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, there, there's people who know that there's some fishy stuff going on. Um, they're talking with the lawyer. The lawyer, you know, tells them, well, if you were in the room, you can just go on the record and, and testify to that. But because Jeff just bought a third Subaru. <laughs> Why? Um, yeah, he's, he's not going to do it. Jeff, you're a piece of crap, man. You're really a piece of crap. Yeah, and this is why I still think he has stuff to owe uh because this is a um he wanted to help and then eventually when he finds out that it is he that would have to be the one to go on record and help he didn't want to do it and it's it's just i have come um, around to your line of thinking on that i was ready to say uh, before this episode i was ready to say that because he did try and get him out it's just unfortunately the call didn't come through in time I thought he had made up for it. Uh, no, he's no. There's no way he will be able to make up for that, and especially where he was willing to walk away, just because he didn't want to lose his job. Even though they really could, well, can't say they really couldn't. I'm sure there's whistleblower protections that would be put in place, but that's a whole nother subject, right? Um, that we we can't get into. Um, but yeah, so he's just like, yeah, I'm not going to do it. Um, okay, so here's a question for you. We end up in Amy's office where Cheyenne had just cleaned out Mateo's locker, right? There's a bunch mm-hmm. of stuff. Whatever that hat was, she said, I don't know. I wasn't paying attention on that one. Or I missed a reference. And there was the picture of Jeff and Mateo. Now, I know she said that that was Jeff's, uh, that was Jeff's profile picture, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Was that so? Okay. Maybe I just missed it. Was that actually in Mateo's locker, or was that something that they printed up off of Facebook to put in there? That is something they ma- printed. Yeah. Um. 
Okay. Like, yeah, so eventually that I guess that does get Mateo freed. He's on house arrest. He's got an ankle monitor. So as we see... Uh, as we see Sandra coming in with everything for the party, except for the cake, the glasses and the food and blah, blah, blah. Um, that's when we find out Mateo has been set free. So it takes away her thunder again uh, on her somewhat special day there. Oh, and we forgot to mention, too, that when Dina said she'd throw her a party that weekend, she she didn't take into account that D- that, that Sandra was off on Saturday, that Jerry couldn't make it, and then that Sandra would have to bring all the stuff. Again, just unnecessarily mean there, but. Well, the we one thing continue. I'll say, I, I, I get the I get the Jerry not being able to be there because of work. In all fairness, it's a bridal shower. Um, I, I probably have antiquated thinking. That's probably not to me. That that that's not really for the dude. Like yeah, yeah. He, that, like, yeah. Well, I'm I had to go to mine because my my wife wanted me there, but. Uh, fair enough. Like hey, yeah. So if Sandra really wants her there, there but, right? I mean, that's that's the. Uh, yeah. If Sandra wants Jerry there, that's one thing. Um, that's their relationship. Um, if me, if unless it was specifically said, like, I really want you there, I need to have you there. If it was like, hey, they're throwing me an engagement party. You right. Have fun. Right. I'm going to be over here doing whatever. Um, uh, Sandra's day off. Eh, okay, so you, you have to come into this. Like, yeah, I get it, it's your day off, but, like, Suck that one up, like. Right. Except, I, the only thing I'd say is, except for the fact that she does take the bus still, because didn't they say wasn't there someone on the about the bus ride this episode, or was that last episode? Which one? What was it? Didn't they say something about her taking the bus? Was it this episode or last episode? Um, I don't recall. I, I know there was a bus thing. I just missed it. Oh. Um, so yeah, Mateo takes her special day, which not his fault. He had nothing to do with that. Right. Right. Um, so I can't really blame him for that one, but I still hate Mateo and I definitely, and he apologized too. He apologized to Sandra. That's one of the only times Sandra's probably been apologized to. That's probably the nicest thing Mateo has done on this entire show. Probably. Um, so that is about it. Uh, any 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 other thoughts? Yeah, I guess I just to circle back. I just hope that uh, you know we had what two or three storylines uh, in this one with two of them being very harsh. I would even say the Cheyenne, even though that's kind of part of her character now, which is again part of the issue I have with Cheyenne recently, is that. She's well. One, everybody just watches Glenn struggle to the ground with his knees. I feel so sorry for him. But um, hopefully, hopefully he does get that locker. I would I, see in this case, I'd be like upset if Marcus gets the locker. Well, I guess Mateo. Well, Mateo can't work there, right? So I, I still think Glenn should get the locker. Uh, I don't know if we'll ever see this again. <clears throat> But so, so so here's my thing on that. I do feel bad for Glenn about the whole knee thing, but it just seemed to me like he was just trying to play that up. Like I, in all fairness, I might check the first time he does it, 
But then when he's going to make so much noise about it, yeah, I'm just going to tune it out eventually, too. Like, okay, I get it. Your knees are bad. I'm sorry. But now you're just trying to play for sympathy. See, I don't and, think he uh, played it up. I think that's how I think that's how he is. I think that's how it, uh, how it affects him. He left his chapstick down there. Really? You had to go... You couldn't just either suck it up without chapstick or pay 89 cents for another tube of chapstick. Instead, you had to make all Well, he's noise. not the smartest, man. Like... It's a tube of chapstick. Like, I just... To me, that was like him trying to play it up about wanting that... About, about wanting that other locker. But other than that, no, I don't really have anything else to uh, say about this episode other than I guess we can go over the ratings and then the summary for next week. All right. Um, so the ratings for this episode... We're even when it comes to the 18 to 49 demographic uh, at a 0.8 rating share and a uh, down in viewers of millions. Last week was 2.86. This is 2.78. So not really much. Like we've said before, this show is just pretty consistent usually. Yeah. And let's see if we have a summary. Okay, so this is kind of where Colleen comes into it then. So let's yes. talk about it. This is the one that, uh, this is the one that Colton, Colton wrote. Um, when Amy hires Dina's nemesis Colleen, Dina blackmails Garrett into making Colleen's life a living hell. Jonah is forced to befriend Marcus in order to unionize the warehouse guys. So we have a... I like, I like Jonah Marcus, so that sounds great. <laughs> yeah, the warehouse guys. Um and the fact that they're still kind of they're still continuing with the union. You, uh, but I thought they had already they said they had already signed up. Ooh, I don't know. Like that was one of the things last week that they said once Marcus had signed their union cards, the the union card that got the other guys from the warehouse in the back to do it. Man, I don't know. I just watched it again this morning too. I don't I don't know though. That that was something they talked about uh, in one of the last couple episodes from last season. Oh, um, okay. That uh, Marcus had, like they they got Marcus right, to sign right. his, yeah, and yeah, once yeah. Marcus did his, that because he's kind of the leader of everyone else back there, which is scary, but whatever. <laughs> um, this introduction of Colleen, uh, Dina's nemesis here. Um, I want to see, I want to see their interactions. I want to see what's going on, and hopefully, we get an explanation of how this started. So when Amy, when it says Amy hires Colleen, does that mean? I mean, she already works for Cloud Nine, right? So did she just transfer to the branch, or? That, yeah. Well, it's. I guess there's a chance she'd have had to like resign and and reapply, but it, yeah, it's probably one of those. It, it it probably is a situation where, uh, a lot of those workers were displaced and, um. You know, may and maybe this may, maybe this is the last episode we'll get with Laurie since we know, Laurie's character is leaving. Um. Yes. So maybe this is Laurie kind of, I, I don't know, uh, this is just pure speculation. Maybe Laurie is going to be involved in this somehow, making me take this uh, this and maybe a couple other people on from Bell Ridge. Uh, I, I don't know. Right. 
And then what position is uh, Colleen? Is she another assistant manager? Is she just supervisor, floor worker? Like, I don't know if they ever said. Mm, floor work, like supervisor, like the floor supervisor, we don't really have one right now, right? We have Dina as the assistant manager, Amy as the uh, actual manager, but nobody replaced Amy, right? Yeah. So yeah, maybe, that, maybe that's what it is. I mean, if Colleen's been around for a while, it seems, because Dina her have a history maybe do you think this is going to be one of those i feel like shows do this a lot right dina and colleen were friends originally colleen somehow did something to dina so now that's why they're enemies or do you think it's something just something or dina something did? that was a horrible yeah. misunderstanding right that got right. taken the wrong way and and yeah I, I i think it's something along those lines or or maybe like Dina at some point wanted to go to the Bell Ridge store and Colleen took that position and promotion from her or something. Right, right. Have you seen Parks and Rec? I don't know if we talked about yeah. that. Yeah, yes I have. Okay, so do you remember Leslie had a friend uh, that used, to, like they both grew up in Pawnee and then she went over to Eagleton and then that, you know, they became like kind of like enemies and like mean to each other. So Vaguely, I didn't know if it was something yeah. like that. Um but I, I've seen other shows do that kind of stuff, too. But I'm curious. I'm really excited for this one, written by Colton. So, yeah, really, really excited for that one. Um, I, I like the Jonah Marcus stuff. That sounds great. I, I like when those two are together. I uh, like the idea of our manic pixie dream girl there working in the warehouse, possibly, yeah. to help get get the uh other people signed up for the union yeah yeah of course um also marcus is still a guest star right i wonder if by next year he'll be part of the main cast he is in here all the time now recently he's he's been consistent um kind of like how we started seeing sandra more recently last year yeah yeah, but I will say there was a couple times last year where they would go a couple episodes without him. Right, so right. There's always a possibility we might get, you know, like they might build him up a little bit and then we'll get a couple episodes without him and then, you know, go back and forth. Um, yeah. I want to see some more Saeed. Uh, I haven't yes. seen Brett. I didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't know, I don't know if there was a Brett sighting this episode. Oh, true. Uh, but he was last week, right? I definitely think I saw him. He was. He was outside, uh, standing next to the wall when the robot fell. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, yeah, so the robot w- was back this week, roaming around again still. Yep. It was, yeah. That was just rolling around there. Oh, we forgot to give golden vests. And we have Aelin sent us hers, too. Um, so, Aelin, uh, she didn't tell us why, but she said Jerry is her golden vest nominee. I can see that. Yeah, um, I, just for the exchange with with Garrett was uh, was good enough. I, I know we didn't give one last week, and in all fairness, I don't know if last week's episode really needed one um, or deserved no. one, just based on what was going on with it. Um, but that's just me. Um, I could be wrong. For me, I would say Marcus. I can see that. I think I'm gonna just have to go with Jonah. For not letting... I mean, I guess he lets Dina a bit, right? 
get to him, but he still throws the party, right? He still does what he thinks is right, that this Sandra, who's never really had anything for her, Jerry's never had a party in his life, uh, he, he throws them a party. Um, it gets interrupted, of course, and it's not the extravagant thing he wanted. But, but it's uh, still better than she would have ever yes. expected. Yeah, so i got to give it to Jonah there, because... Um, uh, if I was Jonah, man, I would have been like, Dina, butt out of this. This doesn't concern you right now. Um, so, yeah, I have to give mine to Jonah. But you're right about last week. It didn't have much good enough for me to give it to somebody. Yeah, uh, plus with the, like, so with the combination of what it was. And... Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, any other thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, no, for me, that is about it. Cool. Um, have you been watching The Good Place this season, or are you waiting till it's, uh... I, I watched episode one, I haven't seen episode two yet. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of in the, I'm doing this weird thing where, because it's, it's October and Halloween, I'm trying to watch at least one oh, scary right, movie right. or, uh, TV episode, um... And last night I was kind of short on time, so um, I watched a, a good uh, Twilight Zone episode. But um, I do got to watch uh, the Good Place. I'm definitely I loved episode one. Um, yes, really good, especially with the elephant that gives the truth. But um, it was uh, yeah that show. Uh, this is why I'm happy that it's ending this year though too. Is that they're able to get out before probably people get too mean. Um, uh, not that I want Superstore to end, it's just I want them to tone down some of the meanness, which we started seeing a lot last year with Mateo and Cheyenne, and it's just, I don't want it to get to every character and, and, and get like that, so. Alright, well, you can catch us on, if you want to, if you want to share your thoughts, if you think, no, they're not too mean, this is perfect, let us know, you can get us at thebreakroomss at gmail.com. Facebook.com slash The Break Room Superstore, I think. I don't know. Uh, Twitter at TBR Podcast. Uh, Instagram, I think, is at... What's the Instagram at? I have it right here. Uh, Instagram is at TBR Podcast as well. Yeah, and Facebook.com slash Break Room Superstore. Okay, there it is. Uh, So give us your thoughts on the season so far and we'll catch you all next week thank you for shopping at your cloud nine super center music provided by bensound.com